you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I was going to say happy rhythm section week because the rhythm section is out on VOD and I haven't seen it and Lindsay isn't interested. But actually, happy Fiona Apple Day. Wait, Fiona Apple's album's out today? Friday. Oh. As the listeners are listening. I'm staying up. I'm listening to it at midnight. I'm doing it. Are you really? I'm going to do it. I think that'll be fun. That'll be like an activity. I mean, it's definitely an activity. I just didn't know know Fiona Apple meant that much to you in terms of like the stay up. I normally wouldn't. It's your Chromatica. (laughs) Chromatica's Chromatica. I think because of Chromatica, I'm like more excited about this than I would have been. I love an activity. Don't get me wrong. That's a great activity for Friday. Stay up. (laughs) Yes, yeah, maybe up. like chill with a friend on whatever, have a little call, yeah. and then like stay up till midnight and fucking listen to Fiona Apple until one a.m. Oh, or I think it's gonna be really good, and it's called Fetch the Bolt Cutters, which sort of is even more relevant in this era of quarantine because I feel locked up in here. Like Fetch Aww. the Bolt Cutters, you know? No, I was just thinking about how important it is for artists to keep releasing music at this mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. for um, Blake Lively's to keep releasing VOD, uh, you know, movies at this time. <laughs> I realized I don't really even remember what the rhythm section is. I just know that it was a big flop. And that she fights, like you said. And Jude Law's there too. That's the thing. If it was at all remotely appealing in terms of like anything, I would still want to watch a flop starring Blake Lively. But it looks mm-hmm. like just like, um, it looks like a knockoff of that Jennifer Garner uh, TV show. What, is, what was it called? Alias? It looks like Alias meets like floppy bagged wigs and like Jude Law with like his like contagion teeth you know i don't know <laughs> just a guess but do you know what i mean it looks, yeah i know what you mean it looks like it's gonna be something i think i will love but then it's just fighting the whole time and i'm like mm-hmm. bored mm-hmm. okay well here's here's a a or b for you the rhythm section or trolls world tour Ugh, come what on what would you rather watch what would you rather watch spend 90 minutes i'd rather watch the rhythm section i don't need to watch like a kids bop kids bop trolls Combo. I feel like the more the, the more you think about it, the more you might be interested in the kids' pop trolls. 
I was reading that troll. I was reading by. I was reading <laughs> that trolls is about genres fighting. It's like I'm rock. I'm hip hop. I'm classic rock. Okay, not classic. I'm yeah. pop. I'm like whatever. And they're all like fighting. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Is that what it's about? Okay. Yeah, because there's you know on what? I'd Wikipedia. Watch that. There's techno. There's techno trolls. There's pop trolls. There's funk trolls. There's rock funk. trolls. Which troll would you be? I think I'm, I'd be a pop troll. I'm the Joanne era Lady Gaga troll. You certainly are a troll of that album. <laughs> Every time we mention Joanne in a certain subset of friends, the mm-hmm. it starts from being like a joke about Joanne to being an in-depth conversation, like talking. <laughs> like what happened yesterday? <laughs> yeah, literally talking about like the highs and lows of Joanne, the like the probability of its success, like wh- where she went wrong, like what we can do next time. Like what? <laughs> that, that began with a text that was like beat boop fart Joanne, Joanne, remember Joanne? And then, but it then was it's like, like Here's no, the track thing about 10, like Angel Down is not. <laughs> the thing about Lady Gaga is that she's not a singles artist. <laughs> <laughs> For literally she's an album like artist. 30 minutes. And it's just the same conversation we've had like maybe 12 times about Joanne. <laughs> Joanne's ghost is like, let me rest peacefully, please. <laughs> Gaga's like, don't you think? Jo- don't you think Joanne is rest. sick of it by this point? It's just like, oh my god. You think let me Joanne? Have a moment's peace in the afterlife. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's either Tony Bennett or Joanne. You choose, <laughs> choose your fighter. But Tony Bennett is alive. Yeah, well, he also would like to be left in peace. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Just kidding. He's fine. He well, loves you are listening it. to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. We have a lot of comments this week, so we have to just start off right away because <laughs> there's a lot to get through right away in air Right away. Right away. Right away. Just right away. Please just start off right away. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, me and Penny time. I'm listening to your podcast right now, and I have to pause it because you're talking about pyrobases. Um, what you eat in a day, Harper's Bazaar, I believe, video. And he said that you should never believe a celebrity will tell you what to eat. And I'm writing you two things. Um, one, if you watch Kelly Ripa's video, I would definitely believe what she eats. Because it's almost nothing. Um, it is truly what you actually think you would eat. Anyway, women don't belong in balloons. I heard this call and was like, okay, cool. I, I haven't seen the Kelly Ripa one. And to be honest, I haven't seen many of these because I'm not really subscribed to Harper's Bizarre Food content. Although I am now. I wasn't right. until yesterday. But now right. I'm like fully going to watch all of them. So Kelly Ripa's arguably stranger than Tyra Banks's. Well, you said this to me. What did you say about it yesterday? You were like, so many people do what I eat in a day or what I eat in a week. And you can tell it's kind of cobbled together, made up and just like mm-hmm. elaborated too much that it's like not really what they ate. Kelly yeah. Ripa's is so exact, so crazy, so regimented and so painful seeming that you mm-hmm. can tell it's exactly what she eats in a day because nobody like, would ever make this up. Exactly. And it just keeps going. Like for <laughs> at one point, she's like, well, I start by having a giant glass of water with spirulina powder in it. And then she'll be like, what's your favorite thing that she eats? Cause my favorite thing is a chocolate covered almond, maybe for dessert. 
one chocolate-covered almond or a chia pudding. Or a chocolate-covered <laughs> cashews. I don't know that she says like singular or just one chocolate-covered almond, but the line that says, I don't believe in cheat days because they just lead to cheat lifestyles was like, <gasps> was alarming. I try not to have that many cheat meals because cheat meals leads to sort of like a cheat lifestyle. She also says, I'm not willing to get ready, so I stay ready. And she means like her body, like her, <laughs> she means like she... <laughs> She's like, she's like, if this falls out, she if this falls into disarray, I'm not getting back to this place. I mean, I do appreciate the honesty because it's like, yeah, your job is to, right, you know, look a certain way on camera, right. So I get it, and I get the pressures that come with that being your job, but to see it actually, yeah, spoken it's in like not uncertain terms is really alarming. Wait, this this part that killed you. Then I host my morning show. You're going to say, Kelly. Do you eat anything? Not before I talk on the air. So I don't have any sort of chewing food before I talk on the air. Every time she says chewing food, I freak out. <laughs> chewing food. And to be fair, <laughs> if I also had to talk on the air before 8 a.m. or get up before 8 a.m. and be on TV, it's not the worst idea to not eat what she says is chewing food. Chewing food. I think she means because you get gassy if you chew food. Chewing food. It lets air into your tummy. Right? Is that what she's saying? I have no idea. I think that's actually like a smart idea. That's not even the craziest part. <laughs> I don't understand anything about this lifestyle. But if you ask my favorite thing that she eats in a day, is yeah. she has a salad every day for lunch. And then a dinner. <laughs> Dinner, she says, I have the same salad, only smaller. And then she adds in a little bit of vegetable protein. Wait, I want to get the actual, like, I have the same salad, only smaller. What does she do when she goes to a restaurant? For dinner, I have usually a smaller version of the same salad that I had for lunch. I, I guess my question is, like, as somebody who treasures going out to dinner now more than ever, in this mm -hmm. time now more than ever... If I was famous, I understand that it's difficult to keep yourself camera ready and it's yeah. very stressful yeah. and whatever, especially for a woman over a certain age or whatever. But my point is, is like the best part about being somewhat famous is free food and free restaurants and free dinner and any mm -hmm. type of like. Even if you're paying, you get to go to whatever restaurant you want. Sure, sure. Whatever. You're right. But just like the abundance of delicious food around every mm -hmm. corner would In be New just York. delightful. I know. Or LA. Or what doesn't matter. My point is that I don't get how she's con consistently eating salads for for dinner and lunch <laughs> when she's out and about. You know, mm -hmm. that's crazy to me. It's like, oh, no, I don't want like your food. I would love to order my same small salad. Smaller than lunch, though, please. And the waiter's like, what? <laughs> chewing food okay i think as she's like actually describing what she eats in a day in detail in front of a camera alarm bells start going off in her head where she's like this sounds weird this sounds weird and so at the end she starts saying yeah, like she, she gets kind of defensive and she's like she's you like know, ladies i eat hey, on my I birthday have for my for my birthday <laughs> for my birthday i like cookies on christmas at it's christmas like, whoa <laughs> on my birthday will i have cake of course, I'm not a monster. At Christmas, do I eat cookies? Yes, I'm a human being. But that's the thing. It's 
I would take this any day over Tyra's because Tyra's is like a oh, performance art piece based around a bagel that you know she's not really eating or that she is also eating once a year on her birthday or for Christmas or whatever when this is like the most realistic thing I've ever heard about a celebrity. <laughs> no, you're right. At least we are learning something about Kelly. Like there is an authenticity there that was not in Tyra's. So it's like, right. what's the point of revealing something if it's not true? Tyra's like, I take the bagel and I scoop it up. It's like, no, you don't. Kelly Ripa's like, I eat two small salads and a <laughs> and a nut. No, she eats one small salad and one slightly smaller salad. And a nut. A nut. The way she talks about nuts in this video, it's like sexual. Oh, she's, she's like, like cashews. Oh. I'll add then cashews. I have a handful of almonds. raw cashews and you're like, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. Handfuls of nuts, lots of raw cashews, lots of raw almonds, lots of raw pistachios. I never eat more than a handful, but I have several handfuls a day. Now I'm thinking about the video from Laura Prepon where Laura Prepon is like, let's make oatmeal together. And Ryan is making oatmeal and Kelly's like, no, I'm staying in the bedroom. Right. I will not be making oats. She doesn't eat oatmeal. That doesn't go into her diet. She eats a small (laughs) salad, a big salad and a nut. What I will indulge in is like a delicious chocolate covered almond or chocolate covered cashew, some sort of like, so I still feel like there's something healthy in there. Oh wait, it one is singular. Almond. <laughs> she eats one almond. What was the joke when President Obama was like, I eat two to three almonds or something? Eight to twelve. <laughs> Eight to twelve almonds. To be fair, that probably is the recommended amount of almonds that you're Oh, seven to eat. almonds. Yeah. Seven almonds. But then he said I don't really eat seven almonds every night. Okay. The point is is that Kelly Ruppa eats one chocolate covered almond. Okay. Handfuls of nuts. She's kind of a balm to the rest of the morning show crew yes. in terms of other hosts. I don't watch her show. I don't no. care for Ryan. I don't really think he is anything special. But she is one of those personalities, aside from the thing where she was like, I miss my Botox. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Although I genuinely think that was a joke. That was just something that we read as a headline and we're like, are you kidding me? But she obviously said it as a joke. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways. But no, I, I, I appreciate that she's not really trying to pretend she's anything but what she is. She's like, have you seen my sexy husband? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> mm, after we fuck, we each have one chocolate-covered almond. <laughs> Next call. I love this call. Chewing food. Handfuls of nuts. Chewing food. Handfuls of nuts. Chewing food. Handfuls of nuts. Uh, hi, Lizzie Bobby. Uh, love Bobby's rant about how we've been putting oatmeal in since the beginning of time. Uh, there's actual archaeological evidence of this. Um, they found bog bodies, so bodies that have been preserved like a in a bog in Ireland, kind of like Tom Cruise in, in Rue the Vampire. Um, and they had oatmeal in their stomachs that had nuts put in it. Um, anyway, yeah, that's it. Okay. Crunch, crunch, bye. The scientists found bog bodies with oatmeal in the stomachs. Chewing food. Along with nuts. Handfuls of nuts. I love in this call as she's getting, she's going on and on. She's realizing how ridiculous the call is. <laughs> the bog bodies. <laughs> Oh, God. Bog bodies filled with oatmeal. Vesuvius is exploding, and I'm in Pompeii being like, so, <laughs> if you prefer a more savory oatmeal, I like adding... <laughs> Talk about overnight oats. 
Good. They were like in the they were in the body. They're in the bog body overnight. <laughs> Over many nights. Okay, can we move God, on? Because there's nothing really else to funny. say. Imagining me slowly descending into the bog, showing is people how funny? to prepare a savory. <laughs> is it funny? How did they get in the bog? Like what um the bodies? Like the bodies that are in the bogs that the are bo- in the I think peat. the I think the bog went around them. Yeah. Don't but, call and correct us. I will not But to preserve be the full body, they didn't have much time to decompose. So how did the bog take in the body? This is not really they what threw this podcast the body in the bog. About. No, I I don't think that they mo- anyone moved bodies into bogs. Maybe they did. Maybe that was where they or Were they in the bogs because that's where they were disposed? Who do you think you're asking? I don't really. I'm not. What I'm am not I, an sure archaeologist? You really care. Who am I, Indiana Jones? <laughs> That's your number one example of an archaeologist? Name another archaeologist. <laughs> I couldn't name one other archaeologist. Uh, Jurassic Park. Laura Dern. No, well, her name is Ellie Sattler. Her name is Dr. Ellie Sattler. Is she an archaeologist or just a paleontologist? Paleontologist. Yeah, they were paleontologists. Exactly. They were paleontologists. Mm, name another archaeologist. See da Vinci if you can. Code? I think Da Vinci Code guy was an archaeologist. Robert Langdon. Let's see if Robert. No, he wasn't a professor. Robert Langdon is a Department of Archaeology. No, he's not. No, no. Department of Archaeology. He teaches religious iconology. Ugh. Okay, fine. You're right. I can't. You're right. I can't name another archaeologist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I searched famous archaeologists. Yeah, what'd and you get? I don't know who any of the top five people well, are. Well, they're not characters. Howard Carter, Mary Lakey, Lewis Lakey, Heinrich Schleiman, and Arthur Evans. <laughs> you can't name another famous archaeologist, can you? So when I Googled famous fictional archaeologists, number one was what we got here Indiana are well, I got Indiana Jones, Benjamin Gates. Can who? you name the movie? No. National Treasure. Oh, Nathan duh. Drake. Nathan Drake, which is from the Uncharted games on PlayStation. Number four on this list of eight famous fictional archaeologists who suck at their jobs on Cracked.com. Yeah. Number four, uh, I can't find the character's name, but it was the lead character in Relic Hunter portrayed by Tia Carrere. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Okay, okay, okay. Anyone else? And then we got got uh, everyone in The Mummy. Everyone in The Mummy. So I guess the Rachel Weisz character was So everyone in The Mummy but The Mummy. And Laura Croft. Archaeologist. Laura Croft is an arche- archaeologist? Mm-hmm. I forgot Laura Croft was an archaeologist. And I played all the new games. Arguably, Laura Croft and Her- and um, Indiana Jones are in Indiana the same Jones. realm. The two most famous yeah, archaeologists. Top, they're both top tier. They're top tier. Yeah. And National Treasure, obviously. Oh, yeah. I love National Treasure. Me too. Oh, next my, call. So next call. Next call. Next call. Next call. National Treasure is not... I got to watch National Treasure. It's not really... I got to watch it. I got to rewatch it. Hi, guys. It's Eric. Okay. So... The Cheetah Girls, as you, like, might know, are kind of a them to younger millennials. Like, personally, they were my, um, like, early childhood gay obsession. So, the fourth one is Sabrina Bryan. Um, she's, like, a them to us. If you're a Cheetah Girls fan, obviously all of the Cheetah Girls are them. But here's the thing is I think if they did a Cheetah Girls reunion, weirdly enough, the most expendable one would be Raven because... The other three, like, made music without Raven as the Cheetah Girls, and their third movie, Cheetah Girls, colon, One World, 
didn't even have Raven in it at all. And, like, as we know, Cheetah Girls One World was, like, a big plot point on an episode of Keeping Up With Kardashians because Adrian never told Rob she was going to India. Anyway, all of that is to say Cheetah Girls reunion probably can't happen because we do need the that core three, and then Raven would be, like, an added bonus. And we can't have the core three because Adrian and Keely can't settle things. They're promises, promises. Anyway, um... Live in Levita laptop. Thing. Good information. That's good. From an actual fan to know that Raven matters least. Well, that's is the thing. It's insightful. like a true fan knows that because Raven wasn't even really involved in the musical after party and also the third movie, Cheetah Girls mm-hmm. One World, that it's like Raven is actually kind of expendable to the Cheetah Girl canon. This obviously isn't the truth, but to me, this revelation is like. I mean, I as a Sex and the City fan, I know this is not true. But if I had never watched it and someone were like, oh, no, but the thing is, Carrie's not really the lead. Like, you could make the show without Sarah Jessica right, Parker you, and it would be fine. That's not true. I know that that's not true. But it, that's how shocking it is to me to know that Raven is not important in the Cheetah Girls, like, universe. Raven or ditched, that important. Raven ditched the group, like, even earlier than we thought. Mm-hmm. We knew that she got out of Dodge. But we it was yeah. even sooner than we had thought or like new from basically the wikipedia let's be real dodge's sister city like really gay sister city <laughs> also called dodge <laughs> also called dodge uh i love baby name changes hi who weekly amy schumer changed her baby's middle name when she realized that it sounded like genitals and i'm so lucky to be with you keeping me from my shadow whoa we asked for more baby name changes last week, weirdly. And then this week, literally a few days later, Amy Schumer was like, oh, wait, I named my baby Genital by accident, which is like funny to me. But when it came, when she had the baby, this was already something that we, the audience, were talking about. You know what my conspiracy theory is? What? I think this was phase two of her two-phase plan. <laughs> I think that she was always going to do this. Right. The plan was it'd be funny to name our baby genital. And then that's because that's what I thought. I thought like... Have people notice it. Yeah. And then we'll, we already have the other na- baby name in our back pocket and then we're going to change it. Like, I think that's absolutely what happened. Yeah. As adults, we all know people who have had babies and we know what they go through when they're thinking of the name and we know what the drama is. We know the what the drama. middle name drama is. Like, you know, the like how lyrical it is to go from first name to middle name. Like, we know that so much thought is put into this. Right. Like, you cannot look me in the eye and tell me that's an actual famous person who understands that all their choices are going to be scrutinized more so than a non-famous person would be putting into this shit. Right. This is a lie. Right. This is Amy Schumer doing performance art. Right. Also, she's promoting a podcast. So yeah, it's to it, it. You know what? It's really smells. It's really obvious that it it's a joke. Stinky. I mean, it's a good. <laughs> it's a good joke. Like it is, but it is definitely mm-hmm. not something that I want you guys to take seriously. But she's doing a bit. Yeah, it's she's a bit. Doing a bit. Yeah, it's stinky. Hey, you weekly. Long time, long time. Um, as someone who worked on two seasons of That Daughtered, I'm honored. At the show was mentioned on your show. Um, the ranking of their birthdays is definitely relevant to how popular each Quint is on the show. Like Hazel is everyone's favorite. 
and everyone forgets about Olivia, who was ranked last. Um, and also, <laughs> I came up with the title Tornado Warning. All right, crunch, crunch. <laughs> I love this. I love this. <laughs> I, love I like this. that Hazel, that this five-year-old girl is like, objectively everyone's favorite I just, of the five. I just Hazel, love absolutely the best. when a hooligan's like, this is my life's work, and thank you so much for talking about it. <laughs> and then we have this one, which, you know, these Busby Quint fans are coming out of the woodwork. Okay, <laughs> this one. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, so I'm sorry that I know this, but I think I might have some some insight onto why the Busby Quints are ranked the way they are on Famous Birthday. So Hazel is the only redhead of the bunch. The other ones are all blonde. And she also has glasses, so she's very distinctive looking. And Riley is very assertive and spunky. And I think the other ones just kind of blend together. So I think that's why the rankings are the way they are. Um, let them move you to laptop. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, another perfect, another perfect call about the about the fucking outdaughtered quince. <laughs> okay, next call. What about Louisa Jacobson, who is actually Louisa Jacobson's gummer, and also went to Vassar and then Yale Drama, but um, dropped the gummer and is also an actress. She is probably the third, the Kevin of the three. Crunch, crunch, in the house. Wow, there's a third gummer woman. There's also a gummer boy, mm-hmm. but there's there's a third gummer woman who dropped gummer. She was like, I want nothing to do with this. Dropped gummer. <laughs> well, I think she knows. I think she knows. And I, we've said this in the podcast. I do earnestly believe gummer isn't doing either of those women any favors when it comes to like. It certainly Being is famous. not. And neither would Streep. I'm just saying, you have to yeah, no. just abandon all hope of Gummer or Streep. She's like, ding, 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 Jacobson, Jacobson, Jacobson. She, yes, she was a model and she attended uh, the British Ac- she, American Drama Academy in Oxford. No, but then she did, as the as the caller brought up, she literally went to Vassar and then she went to Yale. That's what her mom did. Mm. The other two girls did not go to formal acting school. They like majored in acting at their respective colleges right. Lu- and universities. So you think Luis is the dark horse? Mm, I think I don't know that Luisa is the dark horse because I think that Luisa has always been the planned, the planned <gasps> uh, ascendant one, but like the think, one to take her place. But in the to throne. us, it's like we we never saw her coming because we didn't even know she was a gummer. But you know. She's gonna no, because we've talked about we've talked about them all. She's just so much younger than the other two. Okay, but she is. So her her first like major 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 role hasn't even happened it's yet. A major role. She's it's a major role. Well, it's yeah. She's gonna be in an HBO show with Cynthia Nixon and Christine Bransky <laughs> called The Gilded Age. Julian Fellows, HBO yeah, Julian Fellows series. Uh, who knows when that's coming out? But that is the that is like the first thing that if. If we hear stuff about her, it's like, oh, the third Gummer sister, here she comes, like Meryl Streep's daughter, it would be because of this show. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know what I want to watch? Now that I'm thinking of Julian Fellows, because I was never a Downton Abbey person, mm-hmm. but you know what would be a great quarantine watch that I don't know if it's streaming anywhere and I might just have to buy it? Another great plane movie that I watch on a plane a lot because it's always on the it must be It must do well on planes. Oh, it's streaming on Showtime. Uh, Gosford Park. 
Oh, Gosford Park is great. I love Gosford Park. It's like yeah. one of those like long, meandering, talky, beautiful movies that you can just like have on on a Saturday afternoon. Ugh. Might have to watch Gosford Park this weekend. But anyway, so this is really funny. You have you have this really good headline here from uh, 2014. Remember the giver? I don't. Meryl Streep is almost upstaged by her very stylish model daughter, Louisa Gummer, at the Giver premiere in New York. I remember this being a big deal. Um, this was sort of her coming out party. Oh, the the Gimmer. You remember when she attended the Giver premiere? Yeah, this- because this 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 headline was not alone. You. This headline was not alone. This headline was all over the place because I feel like maybe two years before that was when the the girls started sort of appearing around her as a unit and there were a lot of those you know bustle buzzfeed stories like meryl streep has three mini me daughters blah and also henry and also the dude the true (laughs) funny thing about this headline is that she really is upstage like the daughter is standing in front of her and is like i'm a model and meryl's like i'm just trying to be meryl excuse me and the daughter's like i'm a doll i'm a bottle But the thing is, like, Meryl's not getting upstage. This is exactly like... No, she's not. This Meryl is exactly what Meryl wants. Meryl is loving the yeah, fact that her true. daughters are getting attention. That's what mm. she wants. I she did. Is so, she's like, wow, I have I have talented, beautiful daughters. Yes, I am that great. Ugh, I did not follow her private Instagram, although I was tempted to request request a follow from Glamisa, mm-hmm. her private Instagram. Glamisa. Glamisa. Uh, you found her old Twitter account that she hasn't know. updated since 2012. It might not who be Who would her. be faking? Who apart from me would be faking a Louisa Jacobson Gummer Twitter account in 2010 Well, to the same person who has Louisa Gummer fan page on Instagram and also has Meryl Streep Forever fan page and also yeah. has Sandra Bullock Forever fan page. Yeah, and guess what? They call them fan pages. So no you're one's saying actually pretending to Louisa be Louisa Gummer, Louisa Gummer is the real Louisa Gummer on Twitter. Yeah. I think I so. Know. She stopped tweeting in 2012. It's but the t- the tweets get a little like who is this? <laughs> the last tweet is a uh, is some her misquoting you da one. You are da one that I think of always. <laughs> that's that's not quite right. You're really close, but that's not quite right. And she tweets at her sister Grace, who supposedly was at its underscore it's gray. gray, but I don't believe that either. I don't really know either. I believe. All of this. Like, the yes, tweets are bad. Yes. Did I fake a Maggie Gyllenhaal Facebook account in 2005? Absolutely, I did. And did people actually believe it was Maggie Gyllenhaal? They sure fucking did. But <laughs> I think that you're I'm talented, a rarity. <laughs> I'm very talented. That's because you're talented. Yeah, that was back before they made you, like, verify things. <laughs> uh, this is the last thing I want to say about Louisa Gummer, which is something that should be illegal. In 2019, she starred as Juliet in the Old Globes production of Romeo and Juliet. I'm sorry. Meryl Streep's Yale School of Acting, Yale School of Drama daughter should not be getting lead roles in Romeo and Juliet at the San Diego Globe Theater. San- okay. That's fucked up. San San Diego Globe Theater? Not. It's not like That's the Old bit, Globe a, that Shakespeare made. But the San Diego, the San Diego's like a feeding gr- ground. It's well, like a. she went to Yale. I just, once again, Nepotism you should is not real. be allowed to have children if you are a famous actor. Meryl Streep should not have been allowed to have okay, children. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's the rule. <laughs> Can we move on, please? 
Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language with Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful. Okay. That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime. And you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Long time, long time. Um, I'm calling because I'm listening to Tuesday's episode where you talk about uh, Zac Efron lists breaking free. I would like to remind you that it's already Zac Efron list because Drew Seeley Sang for Zac Efron during High School Musical 1 because Zac Efron could not hit the high notes. So Zac is lip syncing and it is our Disney Channel king, Drew Seeley, who is actually singing. So it's already Zac Efron list. I just thought I should let you know that. All right. Crunch, crunch, me and grease. A lot of geniuses pointed this out. Yes, it is true. The irony of literally the whole situation, our whole gag, is that High School Musical 1 was Zac Efron-less in its nature because mm -hmm. he didn't sing in the thing. It's the guy who wrote, the guy who co-wrote uh, Get Your Head in the Game, Drew Seeley, is the voice. I guess it's blended with Zac Efron's voice, quote unquote blended, mm -hmm. but he probably just sang over like some sort of track and they, they you know, lowered his volume substantially. Yeah. I found a story on planetradio.co.uk. Sure, sure, my headline. favorite. Here's the real reason Zach Efron didn't sing in High School Musical. What's the and real has, reason? Uh, some bits from the interview, and he says, an interview with the Orlando Sentinel in 2007, in which Zach said, that was a very huge point for me. I had to put my foot down and fight to get my voice on these tracks. He's talking about High School Musical 2. In the first movie, after everything was recorded, my voice was not on them. I was not given an explanation. It just kind of happened that way. It put me in an awkward position. It's not something I expected to be addressed. Then High School Musical blew up. I'm very fortunate Drew has gotten proper credit, and also that I've gotten the opportunity to come back and try again with my own voice. He's very talented. I consider myself a regular kid that can carry a tune. That's actually but a good statement. It's a good statement. And that was 2007. Zach has been a pro for a long time. He's a nice boy. So I guess he just needed some he practice. Does. Practice. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, your discussion about 
mixing up celebrity names got me thinking of a mix-up I had that doesn't have to do with names, but it has to do with the Oscar-y 2015 movies Brooklyn and Carol. Uh, they're both set in the 1950s and have to do with New York, and I watched uh, Brooklyn thinking it was Carol, and I got uh, about halfway through, and the whole time I was just wondering, where are the lesbians? And that's when I figured it out halfway through. All right, thank you. Bye. Why won't she get with this nice Italian guy? Like, what's the problem with this guy? <laughs> Where are the lesbians? And I forgot she's also like a shop girl in that movie, just like oh, Therese. Yeah. So do you they, think, mm. oh, yeah, so this watcher was like, oh, here we go when she got to the shop <laughs> here we and then go, Here we go. <laughs> it's just not going to work between you and the Italian, honey. It has nothing to do with his heritage. Where is this hot lesbian action? It's like four <laughs> hours into Brooklyn because Brooklyn is so long. <laughs> When's she going to meet some hot lady on that steamship? <laughs> Someone also called and said that they mixed up the River Wild and Mystic River. I was like, that is also like an unfortunate mix up. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Last name blindness. Hi. I'm calling with a name blindness moment. Um, for a long time, I used to think that Pine Daily was. Leone. That's it. Goodbye. Just we haven't heard from Tyne Daly in a while, so I wanted to play that. <laughs> Tyne Daly and Tay Leone. Okay, makes mm-hmm. sense. But big it, difference. Gorgeous mm-hmm. saying both their names in a row is fun. Tyne say it. It's Do it. <laughs> Tyne Daly, Tay Leone. Ooh. Oh, that is nice. Tyne Daly, Tay Leone. Gorgeous. Okay. I'm gonna do ASMR like Jimmer. Time daily, daily only. How do you feel? Time daily. How do you feel after doing that? No, I feel nice. Okay, I feel good. Okay. Okay. Uh, now let's move on to questions. Okay. Almost an hour into this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I we could talk about the next call for six hours. I know that's what that's the problem. What's coming up is equally. Hey, who weekly? Um, long time, long time. I'm not sure you have gotten a couple calls about on a DMS update. Um, on or on a DMS blocking on a D update or whatever it is. Um, and I was wondering, what are some public other public like unstanding or the fan like the star not loving the fans? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some. I know like Kendall Jenner, like her stan account unfollowed her or something um a while ago but that's the only one i can really think of um i'm sure that you have way more knowledge about this crunch crunch okay how do you even start like how does this let's answer her for let's get the follow-up question out of the way first which is like instances of stand culture being a little too much and getting the actual subject of their stand annoyed it's happened um, many times happens all the time. Yeah. I think most recent history is like Demi Lovato is a big instance of this. Yeah. Demi Lovato's huge on this. Yeah. And it just happened with, we uh, we just talked about it with um, Ariana Grande and her boyfriend. The Stan accounts had to back down because they were giving too much information about Ariana right. Grande's new boyfriend. I think there's a delicate balance of, of mm-hmm. loving and hating your fandoms. You never want to admit you don't like your fandoms, but you also push back when necessary and I think sometimes you take a stand depending on like what it is but it seems like Anna Darmas is just like blocking willy-nilly just blocking 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 
And there's never been a more iconic example of the artist being frustrated with the stands than this. I knew this was coming. Messages right now from people saying that I'm fucked up and I swerved you and I'm being rude and I'm being mean. Like not for nothing, but I've been impressed since eight o'clock in the morning. I have a whole day of interviews to do. I'm still doing them. I would never just walk by you and not. I could listen to this every day. I have a lot more interviews to do and I promise I'm going to meet people. But please don't be mean to me. I have a very busy day too, okay? So it really makes me upset. Please don't be mean to me. Please don't be mean to me. I have a very busy day too, okay, said <laughs> Ana de Armas to at Arna de Armas updates. <laughs> Sorry, just Arnas. Armas updates. <laughs> Armas updates. Armas updates. Uh, Armas updates came into our world actually a little while ago because they were doing very good steady and reliable updates of the various paparazzi photos of Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck outside walking they were like they were Mm -hmm. on it every every time they'd out be be out walking we had this Twitter account that would note that as such um but they apparently crossed the line last week when they tweeted two photos of them out walking and wrote, Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck walk their dogs outside instead of praying for the pandemic to go away on which, Easter Sunday. Which we talked about on the show. Which we did talk about on the show because it was very funny. And I guess that crossed the quote unquote line, even though this account it's- has been doing incredible steady promoting of this woman with not much to work off of currently. And also, like, it it was a rare moment of, I don't know, levity for, for it was this particular account. Like, they don't no- normally They're not go for funny. this tone. They're just posting pictures tone- of Ana de Armas. <laughs> and, and that caption isn't even necessarily mean. I don't even know what it is. It's, it's mean. It's, a, it's strange. It's, it's strange. It's strange. It's so strange. But it's also, it's also clearly a joke. I don't know. So a few nights ago, they posted... We've been blocked by Ana Armas. <laughs> Who knew Ana Armas A had a Twitter and B blocked her number one fandom account on Twitter? The best part about this was it got out. It got it went crazy because it's just so funny. It's so fu- oh my god, it's so funny. Well, they had to they had to post they well they posted a screenshot and then they posted the video screen shot of like them typing looking. in the name and then proving that it was an actual blocking right but versus... they said breaking breaking <laughs> all caps breaking colon golden globe nominee and movie star Ana de Armas has I recently stop. blocked us stop. Stop. <laughs> and then they followed that up with the video proof of golden globe nominee and movie star Ana de Armas blocking them honestly nothing there they is. still have respect for their number one the best part about this is all of the stan armies were suggesting other people for them to stand so you have like stan j-law stan this one instead stan margot roby instead incredible you also have at the seb new tweeting so sorry for your loss on a Armas updates our thoughts and prayers are with you during these difficult times that is the Sebastian Stan updates Twitter you have best of Pew aka Florence Pew daily tweeting so sorry to hear about this guys please stay strong in this difficult time you have at underscore J law saying damn that sucks Stan J law then you have at Ryder Dyer saying Stan Natalie Dyer instead <laughs> And my favorite one was to just buy some some Twitter at cold no at ice cold November saying Stan Dakota Johnson maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
to be fair, that's a good substitute for Ana de Armas. I put this one in because of the Brooklyn Carol call, but at Sersha Lesbian says, at Armas Updates, you're the only one I stand now. And it's like, oh, what? I thought you stand Sir. What did Sersha do wrong? You don't stand Sersha? You don't want her to be a lesbian anymore? Sersha Lesbian. And then actually the best response is from a username at Flop Bitch. Oh, what a good <laughs> at one. At Flop Bitch says, at Armas Updates, literally who? <laughs> Which is, could be any one of you, honestly. Which one of you is flop bitch on Twitter? I'm cracking up at everyone just coming out of the woodwork, woodwork being like, stand this person instead. Standing in solidarity with other updates, t- Twitters, is great. And I love there's always, whenever they suggest to stand, there's always a compilation video that's like a carousel of images and set to, I'm going to hand him up my ass. That's always that song. <laughs> But I really do feel for Ana de Armas updates or Ar- Armas updates because they were it's not even like this was a joke Twitter like they were doing consistently good work like promoting their fave like they mm-hmm. were they were doing TBTs when they didn't have any content they were doing promoting what she was promoting it's just like she really must uh, be on one to cut off her big fans number one fans. Yeah. Did you know that um, Flo Millie, who sings the song you were just quoting, uh, I got what's it my called? Beef, my beef, beef Flo Mix, which is a yeah. good, like, a, it's a big TikTok song. And also just our our favorite our favorite Instagram account, Off Brand Heels, uses it in a lot of yeah. his videos. That's what, I but, got cash from my aunt to my aunt. Like, what is this? Make <laughs> it go fast. <laughs> her name is, her name is Tamia Carter. But she, I yeah. guess the the song got big enough that she did one of those genius videos where she breaks down the meaning of that song. I might oh, play it here. Oh, I love, here. what's the meaning? But, I can't wait to hear it. But wait, let's actually see. Let's see. I want to hear what she says. Let's hear some. So it started when I was like at home one day. I was like depressed as fuck. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a car, nothing. So rapping was like my only thing to do. So I was just smoking a blunt and then... I was on the floor in my room and I just turned on the beat and I just started, I like cash in my hair to my ass, do the dash, and then that's how it came about. Amazing. See, it's that easy. Let's play some of it now. to my ass do the dash can you make it go fast fuck the fame all i want is them bands if she keep on mugging i'ma steal her man he watching my behavior because he know i'm bad pussy put a spell on him he in a trance i do what i please and you do what i ask hi Lindsay bobby um can you please explain why bruce willis is quarantining with demi moore and his adult children and some movie director what is going on? Why is he not with his wife and his two small children? I, I mean, I'm quarantined with two small children right now, and if I could escape to a house full of grown-ups, I would. Um, if I could avoid wiping butts all day, I would. Why is he with his adult children and his ex-wife? What is going on there? What do we think? Are they separated, maybe? Is this like a, a trial separation Please tell me what you think. Um, crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. If you follow Demi Moore on Instagram, which a lot of people do, you probably notice that Bruce and Demi and all of their kids, plus some other people, 
<laughs> I think I mean, it's like, like their sig O's. I think it's like their boyfriends. Okay. I think Demi Moore has a really nice estate slash house in Ketchum. Well, they're all in the house and they're all reading books together. Uh, they're reading a new Laura Day book together and they're all wearing matching pajamas. They're doing a shtick. They're wearing pajamas. They're posing with shticks, like shit that's in the house. They're like, they're, it's like they're, posting photos the first brain is like why are they all in the house together they all have independent lives and then the second brain is like wait why is bruce willis there i thought they were divorced and then the final brain is like wait bruce willis has his own other family with another wife and children who are young why isn't he with them i had forgotten that i'd forgotten and it's Me like too. not a new wife it's an old they've been together like 11 years this isn't new yeah it's like an old wife <laughs> they just have young kids <laughs> It's an old wife. So he is married to a woman named Emma, Emma Hemming Willis. Emma Hemming, who was a model, a model. A model, you say? Mm, interesting. They have a couple <laughs> they have a couple kids together who are under ten and he's not with them. And so people were like, What's going on here? And even Celebici wrote about it. Uh, with the headline, why isn't Bruce Willis quarantining with his wife and young daughters instead of Demi? And then People Magazine wrote about it. And then Emma was like, I need to let everyone know what's going on. So I'm going to quote them. It says, Emma wants us to know she is totally cool with everything. A family source told people, quote, Demi and Emma are close, and all three get on great as a big blended family. There are no issues at all. Emma needed to stay in L.A. with the young kids. Demi and Bruce have been best friends for years. They are very close. Okay, that's Emma's response, but it doesn't really explain anything. Emma needed to stay with the kids. <laughs> so it's like, well, why didn't Bruce need to stay with the kids? Well, that's the thing. So they live in Ketchum. Ketchum's in Idaho. And in the mm. 90s, when they were together, they both, they wanted to get away from LA. And so they bought a big estate in the Sun Valley area of Idaho, which mm. is like a resort mm. destination that mm. actually celebrities mm. had been moving to since the 30s. So the house is probably huge. It's like this huge estate. That's why so many people can be there. But you're right. There is like if you're so rich and famous like get that private jet back to LA to like be with your small kids and your wife who yeah. has to deal with them now I'm sure I'm sure there's a nanny situation I, intact but I, anyways and now I'm thinking about like their their marital conversation that they had where he's like do you mind if I go to Idaho with Demi and the girls and he's she's like no it's really fine and she's he's like no because I can stay if you want me to and she's like Bruce honestly I'd prefer it if you went and he's like okay yeah okay Okay, yeah, 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 I love you. I love you. I'll FaceTime you every day. And she's like, I know. Okay, Well, maybe bye. the thought, Go. okay, here's she's my... She's probably like, ooh, I get the house to myself. Well, here's my, like, thinking. This woman has help, you know, anyways. There's right. no way that this woman is by mm-hmm. herself with the kids. Bruce she is has rich. the nannies. It's fine. And the other thing, the other thought is that because all of his older children are together, they're so rarely all together, maybe, as, a, as like, mm-hmm. a unit, that he was like, oh, it's a good opportunity to go hang out with my kids and their Sig O's and Demi, like, cause they're all in Idaho together and it'll be fun and funny. And like, it's not like if he goes that, if he goes there that Emma's all alone with the kids, that's what you mm-hmm. would think if you were a normal person, but actually she just like has the nannies and is in LA, like doing her, whatever her little yeah. her business is and like, whatever. Do you know what I mean? That's, I think the, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're making it, like, we're, no we're projecting their situation onto ourselves, normal people, when really they don't have the situation we have at all and never would. Babe, babe, it's fine. Go to Idaho. Go to babe, Idaho. Babe, I don't even really want you here. It's just, <laughs> I got to get that I'd done. I prefer it, Bruce. Just Bruce, go. Bruce, just go to fucking Idaho, okay? <laughs>
So Rupert Grint, a.k.a. Ron from Harry Potter, is apparently expecting a baby with, quote, longtime love, Georgia Groom. Who's Georgia Groom? I've never heard of this person. Apparently she's an actress. No idea. I'm French. Who's Georgia Groom? I've never heard of this person. Apparently she's an actress. <laughs> That's what this called so mean. Apparently, she's an actress. Is really good. She's like she's been in a lot of things, a lot of things. But she was in including one iconic thing, and then kind of not as iconic things. Let's be Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. She was the star in that movie, which was like pretty popular, and then mm-hmm. nothing really else as big as that. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Even I though mean, she's we're working. being real. We're being real, we're being and I've real. never seen that movie, but I know that it's like oh, a big movie. And you cute. know who else? Her love interest in that movie is Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? So I think that he he benefited. He more. got more famous than she did, right. I think. Right, even though she was technically the star. Even though she was the star, but she yeah, snagged exactly. Ron Weasley. She did, <laughs> and he's very rich. <laughs> he's so <laughs> he is. Those kids are so rich. Anyway, they're so she's so what rich. pregnant now. Yeah, she's pregnant, and they're like, but what's cute is they're like the most British couple ever. <laughs> How do you mean? Just like. How do you mean, Lindsay? Georgia Groom and Rupert Gr- Grint. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I just like it. <laughs> the Daily Mail, they're also, just because the Daily Mail is so rude, I sent this to you yesterday, but the photo, so back in last year, actually, last April, there was a headline that said Rupert Grint and Georgia Groom spark marriage rumors as actress wears a gold band on her wedding oh, finger during so pub rude. lunch. And it's the rudest photo. And they probably took 7,000 photos of this couple eating pub food and drinking beer outside this pub. But the one they chose to point out the fact that she was probably engaged was her biting her nails while smoking a cigarette. And it's literally like half the cigarette and most of it is ash. And and it's like a zoomed in to her face, so scowling, rude. biting a nail, holding a cigarette, it's... and there's a circle over the ring. <laughs> it's like, you had it's... so many clean shots of this ring. You didn't need to use this rude one. They're so But rude. why else is she famous? I don't that's know. kind of it. I mean, that's kind of it. They've been dating for like a long time. Like years and We've years. almost certainly talked about this woman in the past just because like she's a big who and he's a big who. We'll always be, you know, curious about the whereabouts of the Harry Potter kids. I mean, I guess Rupert Grint is, is probably the least famous of the three, the main three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By a mile. <laughs> but well I think the I think the main thing is like Daniel Radcliffe is is like such a tryhard like he wants to be an interesting actor he wants to be so actor, interesting because he's good and like I don't I don't care about movies and blockbusters so I can be in Swiss Army Man and I can be in right, Equus he whatever can afford to be in whatever he wants to be in. Emma Watson is interesting because she's sort of a tryhard and wants to be a really famous and successful but is movie not a actress, good actress and it's not working out and then Rupert Grint sort of like eh <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich. That's Whatever. What I'll mean. take right. a thing here he's and there. The, he's, he's like the iconic. He's the ideal yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, Georgia. I love Georgia. I'm going to marry her. <laughs> or just like, you know, living your best life, no pressure. Like, kind yes. of. And I think it's true when you fall into a child role. I mean, fall into. When you, when you get a child role, it's... You know, it's your natural charisma. You're not like this like practice actor. You're not like studying your whole life to get this role. So it's yeah, a little bit yeah. more of like a not chance, but you have the look, you have the vibe, you have it's the timing, da da da. So like you could go anywhere from that. There's no predestined path. And like 
some of them turned out to be good actors. Some of them turned out to be bad actors, tryhards. They all, and he turned out to be, hey, I don't even know if I really like acting. I was just a kid <laughs> or whatever. Watch Rubus Grint like working regularly and we both just like don't know about anything he's doing. Will you look him yeah. up? I mean, he was in that show with Lindsay Lohan, that sick note show. Like he's still in stuff, but I think there's not. There's no pressure. There's not a desperation there. Like there is a desperation in Daniel Radcliffe because he wants to be seen as someone interesting. And there's a desperation with Emma right. Watson because she wants to be seen as talented. But I think Rupert Grin is just like, oh, yeah. He exudes a much more like casual and chillax and unwindulax like mentality. Because you brought it up, there really is something so funny about the the gap between Emma Watson and and Daniel Radcliffe in terms of like. <laughs> You're right. Like they both don't need to ever work again in terms no. of like acting. They can do whatever they want. And she is so desperate to be like a starlet, to be like an mm-hmm. actress, to be a list, whatever. And I'm put my books all right, around London. I want to. I want a brand. I want to be smart. Yes, I want to yes. be. I want to be everything. And he's kind of like, I'm gonna show my dick on Broadway. Like I wanna. <laughs> I wanna play a dead guy in an A24 movie. Yeah. I want to. Uh, yeah. Like just what is the weirdest possible shit that you can do and how off brand you can get like he's going to do it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of amazing. <laughs> the difference. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I was just calling because I was just looking at my famous birthdays.com for my birthday, which is July 3rd. And there's a person on there named Latoya J. Jackson, but it specifically says that she's 30 years old. Are there two people named Latoya and Jackson? Also, is Latoya Jackson related to Michael Jackson? Oh, who are them? Good form, Bellathorn. First of all, is the Latoya Jackson who is of the Jackson family? Oh, who are them? One, two, three. Who? Them? She's kind of like one of our most iconic who's. Maybe yeah. she has themy name recognition, themy but name she's recognition. like she's like a very famous who. Like she always glommed off her family in like disrespectful ways. She had like <laughs> she had every type of who project you could imagine. She had her own music career that was kind of floppy. She had uh, a, a psychic hotline. <laughs> she was like one of the first true reality yes. queens, you know. She's a celebrity she's reality kind of a queens. campy, a gay camp star. Like she. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think she's like, she's kind of the, the Tory spelling of yeah. of her. Latoya Jackson is the perfect representation of problematic gay gay icon because it's like this, the, the same person that you're like, yes, we stand Queen Latoya, where you're also sort of nervous she's going to call you the F word the right. whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our friend Paul Carp who went through a big phase. I mean, he took me with him because I'm still, I still think about it, where he listened to a lot of Latoya Jackson's music and she has a song <laughs> called like, He's My Brother. And it's like, sometimes we fight but he's my brother and it's like about oh michael God, jackson do you know that song i know that song <laughs> i know like that song so I'll good play oh here. please play it but it's like it it'll never leave my mind it's so amazing she had a lot of music but it, that was like she had a full album about michael jackson Latoya Jackson's whole life is either is going on cable news and either f- fiercely defending her family or like fiercely dumping on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She went back it's her and whole forth. life. She went back and forth for ages. I mean, she literally yeah. never, she never st- took a side. She always could be mm-hmm. anything. Okay, so there's another Latoya Jackson though. Another Latoya Jackson. 
Mm-hmm. This is the Michael B. Jordan of Latoya Jackson's. Her name is Latoya J. Jackson, which just kills me. <laughs> but it's funny that it says her. the first line of her Twitter bio is former reality TV personality, which could be said about the other Latoya Jackson. True. But that would not be what you would lead with. No, she was on The Real World. A real world season I did not watch. She was on Real World St. Thomas, which like, I don't even remember what season that was. Like where, what, which number season was that? I mean, real world, watching a real world Atlanta was an anomaly for me. And we only did it because they were a sponsor. And yeah, I liked it, but I was like, I haven't watched this in so long. Sure yeah, we did. Show. I did watch that season on the one on Facebook, but I, but yeah, before I then, thing. I hadn't been caught up. You know, obviously, I mm-hmm. think it fell no, off, no, no. and it was also hard to watch MTV. So this is from MTV.com. This is her bio when she was on the Real mm-hmm. World, and it's kind of funny. Don't let the name fool you. Latoya Jackson is not a member of that Jackson family. <laughs> <laughs> But this self-proclaimed head bitch in charge still has still has plenty personality to spare. What? Okay. Uh, bubbly and energetic, Toya, as her friends call her, worked in local TV news, but soon realized she's meant for something greater. This is all boring, but she is. <laughs> she was on The Real World. She was also on because now, if you're on The Real World, the more the, honestly, I feel like the more popular shows are actually the challenges. The like mm-hmm. oh yeah everyone loves those more yeah so yeah, she yeah. was on three challenges she was on free agents invasion of the champions and dirty 30 and she won none of them she's third she's about to turn 31 i believe so she'll turn 31 in this year so she was born in 89 okay she's born in 1989 in 1989 latoya jackson really wasn't a joke you know like latoya jackson was just in the middle of her music career she hadn't become the aggressive my family hates me jackson kid yet which yeah. is kind of funny weird and so it's like her parents were like yeah that we love latoya jackson like it's fun like the parents knew what they were doing when they named her latoya jackson latoya j jackson but i don't think they could have predicted the trajectory the real or the other latoya jackson right. was going to take right they didn't know what they were setting herself up for to be named latoya jackson like in the mid 90s they were like yikes 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 we 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 chose the wrong Jackson. <laughs> we put our eggs in the wrong basket yeah, like, here. Couldn't they have you know? named her Janet Jackson or something? Could, couldn't they have named her literally anything Rebby, else Rebby but Jackson? Latoya? There's so many Jacksons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. It is weird to me, though. Can I just say quickly? Huh. Um, it is weird to me that Michael B. Jordan has been able to overcome being named Michael Jordan. Like, how is Michael B. Jordan still Mike- named Michael Jordan? How did he that's a, do that's a really, that? That's a really good question. And Just I, take a step back. I think the B, I think... The B does a lot of work. First of all, I think Michael Michael B. Jordan, the B flows off the tongue. The, the B is much more elegant than like Latoya J. Jackson, you know? Like that's it, not going it? to distinguish you. Michael B. Jordan... Or is it just? That I we're think used that I it? think it adds enough of a it adds enough of a of a punctuation. I mean, to differentiate it from sport. Also, sport is it's a completely different industry, you know. But when Michael B. Jordan first came on, quote unquote, the scene, I was like, there is no way that we're gonna let this guy whose name is literally Michael Jordan be a famous actor, and I was wrong. He's pretty famous. Yeah, it worked out for him. Michael out B. For him. Jordan. It's just weird yeah. to me that 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 what that he didn't change it that we i don't know it's so so many actors go from like robert himmelfarb to like you know joe joe <laughs> smith it's like you can't to michael keaton yeah that's like you can't go i mean i know and michael b jordan was like no i'm doing this 
I'm doing this. And they don't even care if you're Jewish in show business anymore. And they're still out here well, changing I, their names. There's something to be said about his ego and his confidence because yes. B stands for Bakari. So like he could have just been Michael, Michael Bakari, Bakari and that's a unique, cool name. Yes. Do- like that sounds like a big name. Right. I don't know. Like, like that could work. Right. But the fact that he was like, no, I'm going to be Michael B. Jordan is kind of cool. I don't know. There's something cool about it. No, it definitely is impressive. That's just what like this made me think of that. I was just like, it's amazing that he got beyond that. And it also and it seems almost like an unnecessary thing to put yourself through to try and mm-hmm. get beyond Michael being named literally Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. It's like being named oh, Jesus be. Christ. It's just like such a brand name. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Hello. I just had to stop the podcast um, because someone was having the name blindness with Lee Drummond, um, also known as the Pioneer Woman, which made me remember that the other day when I was in the grocery store, I saw that she has a line of frozen food now, including something called cowboy quiche. So. Um, who are the who's and them's of frozen foods? So we've got like Amy's, Leanne, or no, Lean Cuisine. That's not a who. <laughs> okay, I, I can't think of any other frozen foods. Bye-bye. Yeah, so to hear fun. somebody having fun in the supermarket is so heartening. <laughs> Leanne's is <laughs> so. Who's in them's? I was looking at like Leanne's. there are a lot of. I think <laughs> I do think Leanne that all cuisine. of these frozen. I'm looking at. I looked at the list of frozen food brands, which included not just frozen dinners, as in like a Leanne Cuisine. You know a who? Cuis- a Leanne Cuisine or you whatever. Know who, uh, I think- zoomed to the top top of that list. Amy's. Mm-hmm. Amy's. 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 Yeah. Like woof. Those burritos so I was are everywhere. At, I would call. I would call Oneida? a lot of these. I would call Orida? a lot of these. Orida, but Orida's like just frozen potatoes. Stouffers. Like it, Stouffers. Stouffers. <laughs> Stouffers lasagna. There's a. Amy's, I would say, is a them. Banquet, I, I would maybe say is a who. Who? That's a who. Lean Cuisine. Leanne, <laughs> Leanne Cuisine Leanne is cuisine. definitely a them. Leanne Cuisine. Kid Cuisine is definitely a them. Because those those. What about It's iconic. Not Delivery, it's DiGiorno. DiGiorno, I think, What about Totino Pizza Frisch- Rolls? What about Freshetta? Is Freshetta also a them? <sighs> or is it a who? I don't know that. What about Hot Pockets? Freshetta, Freshetta was the DiGiorno competitor that was like, no, okay. we're fancier. That's a who. That's a who for sure. Okay. Uh, Marie Calendars, I would say, is a them. You have to. This question is. She knows the question is terrible. That's why it's so funny that we're (laughs) even answering it. But you have to separate them by like food type. You can't really go like, what's the overall food? It's like, oh, for pizzas. Oh, for like chicken. Well, I think I think she I think she specifically means frozen dinners, like the whole the whole thing in the tray. And so I think you got your Weight Watchers is definitely a them. Well, then banquet and like Marie Calendars are like them's. Yeah, smart lean cuisine a them. Yeah, smart ones, them. <laughs> what? Amy's, them. Kid Cuisine, them. But I think a lot of these, like Hungry Man Dinner, that's a them. Hungry Man is a classic. I can't All get these over are, like, Leanne I've never heard cuisine. of Michelina's. <laughs> Leanne, Leanne, Leanne Cuisine is so good. Okay. She couldn't even keep going. Now, the reason, the real reason we played that call, not only because it's hysterical, is because it had this follow-up, and then after this, we're going to end the show. 
Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, so my sister left you a rather deranged voicemail about the who's and them's of the frozen food aisle. And I know this because she called me immediately afterwards. And I don't think I've ever heard her laugh so hard thinking about the who's and them's of frozen dinners. And so I just want to thank you for um, bringing some joy into this very dark time. Uh, your podcast is kind of the only one I can listen to right now. So um, thank you. Thank you for making my sister in Chicago uh, laugh so hard. Um, I'm going to her sister in San Francisco. Bye. I need to hear her say Leanne Cuisine one more time. Hold on. <laughs> Leanne. Or no, Lean Cuisine. That's not a... <laughs> I needed that laugh. Cause... To go from a... I mean, it makes sense because she's going from Amy to Lee. <laughs> she's like, here's Susan, here's Jocelyn, here's Amy's, here's Lee Cuisine. <laughs> Honestly, just uh, hearing somebody be joyful in a supermarket, it's like, I've never... I couldn't. <laughs> couldn't imagine. <laughs> couldn't be me. <laughs> imagine watching this person, like... You're in your mask. You're six feet away, and you see this woman on her phone <laughs> talking to the frozen. Being like Leanne. <laughs> okay, oh we my have God, to. My end stomach this. hurts. I know that was thank a good you for laugh. Listening to thank you for listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Thank you for listening to Who Weekly, our twice weekly show. And if you subscribe to the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/Who Weekly, it's a four times weekly show and sometimes five times weekly show. <laughs> um. Oh my. God. And um, call us at 619 who them if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Write a review of us on Apple Podcasts. Those are the best. Um, and uh, have a good weekend. Uh, stay safe. Bye. Chewing food. Handfuls of nuts. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Is Prop 8 the only them proposition? Hi, Who Weekly. So I'm using quarantine to catch up on movies that I should have watched but never did. So I watched Goodwill Hunting for the first time, and I have never been so shocked in my entire life to learn that this man's name was Will Hunting, and it wasn't about a movie about hunting. Like, it is... <laughs> I know that Goodwill Hunting is a them, but I think that Will Hunting is a who. And I would love your input. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, apparently, Hugh Jackman has been married to some woman for 24 years. Um, who is she? Crunch, crunch. Live in the Vita laptop.